It's the revival of a fun tradition here and We Have No Cares. It's a match that both myself and Rob have seen basically nothing of. Yay! Yay! Yes. Yeah, we're, good at, we're good at that. Heart of Midlothian travelled to Dumfries. Uh, I listened to Hearts TV commentary whilst playing an original Xbox. How did you <laughs> absorb this game? Uh, I occasionally checked Twitter on a dying phone. <laughs> it was, yeah, I had to keep it into airplane mode before uh, refreshing. It was quite quite tense, but yeah. It's the full century experience. But fortunately, we've got two gorgeous men who made their way all the way down to Dumfries. We've got Angus. Hello. And the housewife's choice, <laughs> Robbie. Hi, how you doing? There he is. There he is. There he is. <laughs> That's it. Oh, twinkling so he is. That's <laughs> <laughs> glistening sweat from my hangover, guys. <laughs> Which is... Uh, Another fine tradition if <laughs> we have no cares. Yeah, yeah, especially trips to Dumfries. Yes. What, what a great thing it is. Yes. Uh, yeah, so what, what kind of a day did you did you have, gentlemen? You, you packed into a bus, is that correct? Well, it wasn't really packed. We had maybe about three quarters of a bus. It was good. Uh, we had a stop at Abingdon where I had a Krispy Kreme donut. Fantastic. Yeah. Then we went on to. Is there a Krispy a Krispy Kreme in Abingdon? They got a vending machine. Not, yeah, I got a wee vending machine for. <laughs> what a vending machine for donuts? Yes. Aye. Fuck, that's incredible. Yeah, I don't think this is Krispy Kreme anywhere in Glasgow. <laughs> there's this, there's like one vending machine in the middle of the countryside <laughs> in Scotland. That's incredible. Super. What a distribution strategy. <laughs> what times we live in. <laughs> and then we hit uh, Dumfries Rugby Club. Which was nice and cheap at £2.90 a pint or £3 for a Guinness, but yeah. can't say fairer than that. Yeah. £1.50 for a burger and chips, man. That's all we got. Uh, got well stuck in there. Did you have we're... to pretend to like rugby while you were there? No. Well, there, was, there was no bloody rugby players in there, man. We were the only there people there. <laughs> there was actually a girls' rugby team that had just come off as we, uh, as we were arriving, and as we went into like the toilets, there was yeah. another door that went into like their changing rooms, which was really uncomfortable for a lot of us because they were about. 15 from... <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. I never noticed this, by the way. I, 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 this is news to me. I, yeah, I, I missed that completely. It's only Angus that knows. <laughs> he says some of us went really... <laughs> this anecdote took a, took a terrible left turn. <laughs> but a good time was had by all. It's yeah, it was a lovely trip. It is, yeah. It's a great drive and it was a great day for it, you know what I mean? I know we're sounding a bit like, you know, a holiday road show here, but it's, it's a great drive down there and um, good fun on the bus and... Nice got, weather. They've and got a nice bridge and a nice river in Dumfries. Yeah, it is. It's very quaint. It's very nice. Yeah. 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 Nice town. Would you, uh, would you consider retiring there? Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, fuck you, Dumfries. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, yeah. exclusive. Robbie Watch has yourself. spoken. The more uh, sharp-eared amongst you would have noticed that Robbie doesn't have uh, a natural Edinburgh accent <laughs> on him. He's, uh, he's an implant. But you've married into the Hearts tradition, haven't you? I have, yeah. I'm a um, uh, Manchester City fan by, uh, by <coughs> birth. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, when I met my, my now wife, I was kind of brainwashed into the tribe and I've been to probably more games than her this season, <laughs> I'm thinking. Um, so, so yeah, 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 I've been, you know, I'm, I'm taking them to my heart, is, is the way to put it, I think. Yeah, and, and it's obviously much better than being a Man City fan, right? There's certainly more drama. <laughs> I have to say that. I mean, yeah. when I, I mean, when I started following uh, Hearts, uh, you know, you guys were properly up to your neck and shit, and um, it was a bit of a challenging time. But no, it's been good to see you guys come out the other end. And I don't mean to be kind of maybe it sounds a bit kind of patronising, but the way that things have really changed and turned around, it's really good to see from 
you know, from any sort of kind of bystander's point of view, I think it's really nice to see where the club is headed. You know? I personally love the way Robbie still tries to say you guys when he I know, I, I know, I do, I do. Yeah. Yeah. My, my wife warned me, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, I do consider myself one of you guys. And then, yeah. Every now and then when he says we and then corrects himself. I mean, not, I don't not mean that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, you guys are in my heart now. So. But basically, who's, who would win in a fight between Gennaro Zafak and David Silva? Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I think the question is like, who are we going to employ to sweep up the pieces of David Silva afterwards? Like, yeah. So, so therefore, Hearts are much the better football club. Yeah, I'm glad that we've established that. Yeah, we know. We know now. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that, shall we? <laughs> so, um, a good result. We did win two one uh, at Dumfries, which is uh, excellent work considering that this was one of the hardest games that we've we've got left. I mean, other than this, we've got a. Uh, a trip to Easter Roads and some walk over at Ibrox. To, to <laughs> and, uh, this was a pretty important step on the on the road to the title, and yeah. it wasn't uh, particularly easy. Um, from listening to the game as it was in progress, it sounded like uh, Dumfries had uh, Dumfries Queen of the South. Dumfries of the South. <laughs> <laughs> Dumfries FC had uh, <laughs> had quite a lot of the play in the midfield. Yeah, in the first half, definitely. Um, we were really toiling to get on to second and third balls. They were quite good at marking people like Jamie Walker and Billy King out of the game almost, so they couldn't you know, get us forwards. You know, so we were able to do a little bit, but we didn't manage to find any kind of end product from anything. They, they did really well at stopping us from playing our game. So was that, was that sort of you know, down to, to Gomez, Payardo, Boabin in the middle? Were they... Sitting back a wee bit. I mean, I don't think they were really kind of firing all. So well, Piado aside, because he had a really good game, I thought. Um, but especially in the first half, I thought Gomez and Blavin weren't quite at the races. And you know, my hazy, my memory is quite hazy. I have to admit <laughs> before saying this, but a couple of kind of loose touches and things like that, which Queen of the South were really quick to pounce on and not yeah. really kind of giving the midfield a second. You know, not not you know, not letting get away with anything. So it's been like this for a few weeks. That we've yeah. been not on autopilot or anything like that, but without a really strong challenge and with it looking very, very likely that we're going to win the league and it's just a matter of time now, uh, there's a slight lack of urgency about the squad. It's, it's kind of, it has, like, obviously I, I saw nothing of the game yesterday, but it sounds almost typical of the last, even three months since mm. Christmas. We've had the odd good showing, you know, against Alawa and stuff like that, but there has been... I don't know if it's tiredness even creeping in, but a, a lack of urgency. And yeah, you don't know if it's kind of complacency or if it is, you know, a, you know, a fitness thing or something, or you know, just trying to try something new in the team, you know. But um, yeah. I think it's a combination of all these things, and also uh, championship sides wising up on how to play us, like you know, just really getting in the faces. I mean, it was interesting was we we did sort of go for a slightly different shape than we have in recent weeks with this sort of uh, flat four three three. With as you say, like the like the the three big guys and I say big guys, strong guys in the middle, because uh, Payardo is yeah. shorter than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yes. I didn't want to hammer that point home, but Angus is uh, Angus isn't going to make it in the NBA. Let's just put it that way. I'm five six. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Miguel for all his uh, great qualities is not much taller. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, so so those flat three and the two wingers, uh, King and Walker, flanking uh, Zefouk. I mean, how did that work? Did we get a lot of width out of that? Because that's been a... a I would say that, you know, King especially seems to get, get quite a lot of the ball, um, especially in the second half. Um, but 
end product, I don't recall Zifout getting an awful lot. And one thing that did seem to kind of happen was instead of kind of marauding forward down the wings, we're very quick to kind of release a long ball, yeah. you know, diagonally into the middle. And Zifout, for all its, you know, obvious qualities that he does have, jumping and winning headers doesn't seem to be one of them. Now, I know he's at a slight kind of disadvantage in the fact that he's maybe heavier than an average player. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that didn't, that didn't really seem to kind of work. Even balls from defence and things like that seem to kind of try and go over the top a little, which I found a little surprising. Gravity does seem to embrace Big Gennaro quite, <laughs> quite strongly. Mm. Um, but yeah, like problems that we've seen with that sort of formation in the past has been a disconnect between midfield and up front, uh, unless like out of those three, it's normally incumbent on Boabin to be the one running forwards. Um, and he obviously had to go off at, at half-time. I mean, what, what was the, the situation there? I don't know whether he got injured or something. Personally, I would rather seen uh, Gomez go off. I don't think I think Gomez was having a worse game at the time. Yeah. Um, I think it was basically an excuse to get Anderson on actually. Maybe yeah. maybe kind of address the problem that you just kind of pointed out. Maybe a bit more kind of cut and thrust from midfield rather than just kind of keeping well, attempting to kind of keep the ball and you know control the game sort of thing. Maybe a bit more urgency, I guess, to try and maybe drive forward a little bit more. Uh, well, Laurie on the commentary did sort of intimate that it was uh, an injury that that took. Prince off at half time, oh, like yeah. he, he got hurt in a challenge that sort of put him off on the sidelines, sort of halfway through the first half, but he didn't make it uh, past the interval. But I was more asking, like, I mean, was Wabin making those sort of runs to try and support the striker before he got injured? Or? It was really hard to see because, <coughs> as, as you've mentioned, I'm quite short and we were on Terrison. <laughs> so uh, for quite a lot of it, I was just really looking at Neil Alexander and thinking, God, he's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I'll, I'll ask an adult then, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, to, you know, joking apart, we were at the other side of the ground, and from you know, from behind the goals, it's hard to kind of, you know, your perspective is a bit mocked up. I did not, no, to answer your question, no, I didn't see a lot of that from Blabin, but it's difficult from that kind of like end of the ground. Okay, so what it's you're been, saying it's is been really helpful. I know, I know. What you're saying then is Prince Blabin's really lazy, understood? <laughs> oh, 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 I mean, I never said such. <laughs> Even looking at the last the last time he played at uh, Palmerston, Blavin was fantastic at doing exactly that. Obviously, mm -hmm. it was so up front that day. And uh, even Blavin's goal was him just cutting right through the middle, making that, that sort of run. He's maybe not doing it quite as much in this half of the season, but we have changed tact a wee bit um, in the last few months or so. But. He has been, well, he's been kind of hit or, hit or miss. He's been, had a slightly sort of uh, stop-start season with suspension. Um, not season, but uh, since Christmas, so yeah. uh, he's been slightly stop start with injuries and suspensions, and you know he had like a terrible game against Falkirk, but a pretty good one against Livingston. So, I, I just I just want him to be better. I just want him to <laughs> I just want him to be great. So, <laughs> we all do. We all do. But yeah, that um, uh, that lack of, slight lack of cohesion in midfield perhaps was uh, punished and punished well by Queen of the South for their goal. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was actually um, I, I was mentioning this when we were watching the goals earlier on. It is a really well built up goal, obviously from a throw in on the left hand side, um, sort of passed along the middle. Maybe you know talking about that slight lack of urgency, Gomez maybe not getting to the ball quite quickly enough. Maybe just you know a couple of yards off the pace a wee bit. They came down the right hand side eventually. Eckersley, he he rushed out of position to get to the winger. Um, I know Robbie, you you mentioned that maybe I thought it was slightly. Yeah, but looking at it again, it's a good piece of interplay. It's a nice little one too. And he gets yeah. turned kind of inside out, you know. So 
you, you can't really account for someone doing a very good bit of work sometimes. It, it, it was a really good goal. Got down to the byline eventually when he, he sort of shimmed past Wilson. Simple tapping for Carmichael in the end. But, you know, a goal that maybe was a bit preventable when it was in the midfield, but then you've got to give credit where it's due when they, they got into the, the final third and they were pretty incisive. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes life is a case of good defending, just better attacking. And yeah. uh, it was Lewis Kidd was their, their winger, I thought, worked very, very well. As you say, the, the one-two that he worked to... Uh, to get inside, beat about three players before he put that cross along the bottom. Yeah. Uh, possibly not Callum Patterson's finest hour in, right in front of the goal, though, when the... I was surprised to see around. Patterson play, to be honest, because of the plastic pitch. He's had knee problems. I thought it's the kind of game that we would be wrestling him uh, for. He wasn't his usual self. He wasn't as bad as he was against Falkirk. Uh, or Livingston well, he had an yeah. absolute shocker recently yeah. I think it might have been Livingston it was Livingston he played um, very very poorly yeah. um, he wasn't as bad as that but he also wasn't the Callum Patterson that we all know and love um, which was a bit of a shame but then that, that do you know Callum Patterson? <laughs> <laughs> he loves him as well <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is incredible like, I don't like to talk about my connection <laughs> <laughs> I've met Callum Patterson twice <laughs> and, and you're in love that's so oh. nice oh, no, oh. it's going to be a dream wedding <laughs> <laughs> the season out of the way first. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I think um, obviously bringing it back to again the last time at Palmerston was uh, Jordan McGee, probably one of his finest games for us as well when he was uh, playing it right back and he, he scored his goal and stuff like that. I think you know Patterson is even if he hits a wee dip in form, he's always worth the risk because he's such a threat. Mm-hmm. He is he is getting more and more solid defensively. It's still not his strongest attribute mm-hmm. as his defending, but he is getting there. Um, you know, learning from someone like Robbie Nielsen, who was a great defender, maybe didn't have the attacking side to his game, is obviously going to bring him on and help him. But I think he's he's worth the risk at this at this time of the season, especially when there's games like this that are not must win, but certainly you know fucking great if we do win, which obviously <laughs> we did we did on Saturday. I was just concerned he was going to get hurt again. There was a point in the second half where he did go down and he stayed down for quite a while. He got clattered a couple of times. Um, and he was holding his knee, um, and then infuriatingly the ball went out for a throw-in, and instead of getting him looked at, the referee just waved the play on. So Patterson was on the ground, ball goes out, then the throw-in gets taken, and Queen said continue to attack, oh. um, while Patterson's still on the ground holding his knee, um, which I was a bit proud by that. I was a bit concerned then that he was that he fucked his knee. Right. But he got up and carried on the rest of the game, so I believe he's okay. You're just being an overprotective wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <laughs> that's your problem. But we did find a way back into the game. Um, there was, well, from listening to the the commentary and from uh, getting a general feel of the reaction from Queen of the South, they feel it was slightly controversial that Billy King won a free kick. Yeah, I don't remember much. I mean, I, I think it was a free kick. I, I certainly don't remember going. Oh, why have we been given that? Um, but there was. Uproar. Um, yeah, it seemed to be an absolute, absolute fucking outrage. Um, one you know, of them, but, one um, of them, I think it was Payne got booked uh, after the goal because he went over to the referee and complained. Um, it might have been Payne. I think it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely at the level of detail that we require. But the fact of the matter is, it was given, and you know, stop fucking whining and just defend the free kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They weren't, they weren't booing, they were saying, boo Willie. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, they certainly were giving it big boo-illy for the rest of the match. Every time he touched the ball, they, they seemed to be very upset that he existed. Probably because he twatted it into the top corner from the resulting free kick, to be honest with you. He certainly did. He did. Um, yeah, the... It wasn't like the free kick went directly to him and then he scored, you know, it went... Mm-hmm. Free uh, kick, then went well, to Paris, and then Patterson went down Walker, uh, the wing, the and then crossed it in, and he scored from that. You know, it wasn't like directly from the free kick that he scored. It certainly was involved in the build-up, and that was where it started from. But it wasn't. It it did seem like Queen of the South were a wee bit slow to come out. You know, yeah. the, the referee was still standing by the ball when Gomez took it short. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat, was it Payardo? Payardo carries it, it forward, plays it to Walker, who puts it out to the wing. Nobody closes down Patterson to stop the cross. He makes the space. Yeah, mm. he puts in a, a, a pesh. <laughs> in pesh. In pesh of a cross. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> King twats it. Yeah, yeah, twats it. Top corner twatting. But um, yeah, I, I, again, you know, bring it back to Patterson, that's something that he has been very effective for this season is crossing early from the right hand side as well. Um, his accuracy is getting a lot better. I remember the first time I really, it really started, well, First time he really started doing it was last season, and obviously the goal in the relegation derby. Uh, Dale Carrot's goal came from exactly mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Patterson getting it out wide, having a look up, and hitting the centre. So, it's, Can we stop calling it the relegation derby seeing how we didn't get relegated after that? No, my hips did. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 From that point of view. Yeah. Uh, yeah, keep calling it the relegation derby. I will. Put it in capitals. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's the first time he really started. Obviously, that's when he, he had his, his major upturn in form as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stand by your man there, Angus. I've got Good. a lot of time for Good time. C-Pats. What a guy. Yep. And obviously, yeah, um, again, just one more thing to mention about Billy King. Now been involved in 19 goals this season, scored six and set up 13. That's that seems like a lot. That's not fucking bad for someone who's not really played in the last. How many period. goals have we actually scored? Does anyone know if it's up there? Oh, top Jesus. Of uh, loads. Loads. I'm gonna say like 60. 60 sounds about right. Yeah. So that's like a, that's a third. A third. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted Prince to score as well, so that the headlines would have been Prince and King fuck Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're definitely right. That's certainly what would have been the headline. And all of the, you know, on the BBC website. (laughs) (laughs) I can see Barry Anderson (laughs) licking his lips at that point. Well, um, on that bombshell. Yes. uh, That was the the first half, and like we were saying earlier, for the third game in a row, we had to make a substitution at half-time due to injury. Yeah. Um, Boavin went off, and uh, Kenny Anderson. Yes. I can't see his name other than that, though. Uh, It's always Kenny Anderson. Yeah, Anderson, he once again slotted back into the shade. Into the what? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> um, and so I'm guessing we went to a more sort of four two three one ish sort of thing. Did you play in the hole? Was he in the hole? Tell yeah. me about the hole. Tell me about um, the hole that you observed from well, the, well, the Dutchman in the hole. Um, <laughs> no, he was um, he was there, but again, there's we had a lot of cut and thrust, but not a lot of kind of. End product. I mean, he seemed to do okay, but I don't remember him doing anything that memorable. You know, um, it's not a, a slight on him, but uh, the second half, while it was a lot better, a lot more kind of attacking intent. Um, yeah, they just, we just never really seemed to find the cutting edge and re- be able to really put it to bed. Because I mean, we dominated the second half, if, yep. if I recall. Um, I mean, that's that's a word I've got written in my notes here. Um, dominated. Mm. Um, but are, are those notes about the game or just you know your general thoughts? Angus, is that Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so 
in another room. Um, uh, but um, yeah, we, we did donate. Um, there was lots of speculative shots. Uh, so Oster put one into Terrigal Street. So well. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, again, he he has scored from distance. So yeah. I'm not gonna stop him from trying because he can do it. You literally can't. Yeah, yeah oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> fuck out you. <laughs> I'd let him. Um, <laughs> But uh, Doug King, Wilson, and Gomez all had shots as well um, that were from, you know, distance. You know, they weren't real. They were very speculative. Um, Jamie Walker was pretty well marked by them for the most part. But we were very solid in mm. midfield. Yeah. And Piado was was great in the second half as well. Every time he kind of got the ball, he seemed to. Uh, that's when the kind of excitement levels picked up a little bit in the crowd. I think. So. Uh, he's he's just he's become really our most important player. Just now, I think Payardo is so good. I mean, it's getting to that stage now where he's he's more than ingrained himself, and he's got used to the Scottish football. And I, I don't know how the fuck we signed him. To be honest with you, yeah. it makes no sense. <laughs> he's not just a fancy Dan either. I mean, he put, he's got a great work rate, and he's he doesn't mind kind of getting stuck in and doing the defensive duties as well. You know, he's he's not what some people might call you know a luxury player or something like that because he's skillful. He's he's got all the qualities you want, I think. He's the opposite of luxury players, he's a necessity player. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's complete. Yeah. But when you, you have someone with that kind of amount of skill, you know, you, that's how they kind of get referred to, you know, as, uh, he's a grafter, he's a grafter. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's just the hub of the midfield at the moment. Yeah. He wins the ball, he passes it short, he, he's got an amazing ability to avoid challenges and wriggle into, into space and then play the ball to somebody who's free. I, I, I adore him. I, I, yeah, God, I just... I just get emotional thinking about it. <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw someone on kickback make actually. You know, I, I don't really like the sort of comparing players to past players thing. Like you know, you know, mm-hmm. Gary Glenn was meant to be the next fucking John Robertson and stuff like that. But someone made a, a quite we have like twenty three seconds of laughter about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going against his. Yeah, twice. Yeah, he did. He did. But Two times. That's that's where the comparisons are <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, no, some some of the point. You know, it, Both it's, ended up at Livingston. Well, that's that's, that's awesome. where the comparisons continue. Yep. And, and then, then stopped. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it's obviously not. I'm not saying exactly, but someone said he's like a cross between Brelly and Aguiar. He's got the kind of physicality of Brelly where he can win the ball, but then he's got Aguiar's passing ability, whereas. Barely really didn't have that ability. Isn't it just easier to compare him to Salvatore? Yeah, maybe. No one. Yeah. All right, <laughs> All right then. <laughs> Shoot me down. Just just cut out the middleman. Try to make a stop good point. Stop, stop trying to amalgamate two players. He's, he's nothing near the hatchet man that Brelier was. No, no, that, that's that's what I mean. He's, he's kind of taking the qualities of both of them. He, he is. He gets his, himself around the midfield like Brelier did. Mm-hmm. He's effective in breaking the play up like Brelly really was in 2005-2006. He's maybe not got the sort of set pieces that Aguirre did, but he finds a pass nearly every single time he's got it. So. He's his own man. He's a shining light. That's what he I said. Is I don't like the Miguel. He is Miguel. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, anything else? It was one of those sort of um, halves of football when you listen to a radio commentary that like, you are listening to it, and then you sort of stop and think after about half an hour and sort of realise, I've got no idea of any of the events that took place there. Nothing, nothing stuck in my head. We won 3-0 at Palmerston earlier in the season. You guys went to that game. That's correct. Right. That's right. And we won 4-1 against them at Tynecastle. Mm-hmm. And I would say it wouldn't be a real stretch to say that both those scorelines flattered us. Yeah, like much so. This game, I feel we could have scored an hour two and it would have been fair. 
on based on our second half. Oh, really? Yeah, I think the second half we were that much better. If we just found those extra passes that would have got goals, um, which we weren't doing, then we could have absolutely ruined them. Um, definitely not as close as the score I made out. They defended really well and they played their midfield really well, but we could have scored at least one more. I wouldn't have said that would have flattered us. So you don't think it was a problem with any build-up or chance creation? It was just finishing? Finishing and just getting into the final third. Yeah, you know, getting, was, on the, getting on the end of the balls. Yeah, the lots well. of good balls went into the box. Their keeper made a few good saves. Um, Shout so, out to Clarky. Oh, yes. <laughs> Wait, wait, did you have some sort of relationship with uh, Mr. Clark? Well, um, I think everyone's friend, uh, Fridgey, has, uh, uh, yes, I, I think you're aware of his work. Um, <laughs> he, he likes, to, uh, he likes to, to get to know a keeper, I think. That's it? Yeah. yeah he, um, he, I think he just started kind of chanting his name over and over and over <laughs> again. Yeah, um, Xander Clark, he's away on loan from St. Johnson at Queen of the South. Uh, he took it all really well, but for the vast majority of the half, because we weren't getting the ball right in front of us, we couldn't really see a huge amount of what was going on in the midfield. So we just shouted abuse at him. And occasionally <laughs> he would give us a thumbs up or he'd smile at something that's been said, like, uh, your dad hates you. Uh, <laughs> but just classic banter, like, your dad hates you. <laughs> You're adopted! <laughs> Um, that was. I remember one. Uh, it might have been Ian Walker actually shouted, "And what's it like to not be wanted by St. Johnson?" And someone piped up, "Or oh, your mum." <laughs> <laughs> like really harsh stuff. I was like, you know, poor man could have left the pitch in tears. But he took it. Yeah, he did. He did. Like an and he also had the last laugh as well. But we might come to that later. So. Yeah, there, there's definitely. Um, I want to mention something about Xander Clark right at the end of the game, but we'll we'll talk about. Angus dictating the running order at yeah. the Xander <laughs> Clark cast. <laughs> well, then I guess we better uh, hasten ourselves to the end of the game. Uh, and towards the end of the game, Hearts finally managed to turn this apparent dominance that we had. No <laughs> idea. <laughs> into uh, red hot goal commodities. Yeah, finally. Um, it was silky. Yeah, was silky, good. silky goal. Uh, it was a deflected shot. Absolutely. <laughs> Touch of class. <laughs> it was 100% not our good friend Xander Clark's fault. Um, it was made in Manchester though, was it not, Robbie? It was indeed. Um, well, by way of... Um, where's Danny Wilson from? I actually don't know. Livingston. Livingston, <laughs> right, sorry. Shout out to Livingston. Um, <laughs> Come on, Livingston! <laughs> but, um, no, it, it started off with a... With a Exley uh, kind of had the ball and laid it back to, to Wilson and Exley just gets on his bike and motors down the wing like he'd been doing all afternoon. He was full of energy um, yesterday and it was really great consistent performance I thought from him. We've kind of mentioned his, perhaps his capability in the first goal but we'll let that slide for now because it was a great pass from Wilson when he received that. It was a fantastic cross into the, the right area. So he felt seemed to have made a bit of space for himself and scuffed it towards the goal and I think it was on target anyway but it took a horrible deflection and kind of took it the other other way away from the keeper so I'm not uh, entirely sure who it bounced off of two different match reports I've read have given two different Queen's players um, but it definitely bounced off of someone let's face it the Queen of the South players you wouldn't know them if you bounced into them so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah like it, it was really interesting it wasn't like um, <laughs> Our, our good friend Andrew Henry Bowie made a point of contacting me this morning to point out how far up the pitch Eckersley had got for the goal mm. after we sort of 
sort of said he was maybe a little hesitant to get forward in, in previous podcasts. That was, cer- that was certainly not the case yesterday. I thought he was he was full of intent yesterday, I think. Well, generally, not just at the goal. I think so, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, certainly in the second half, anyway. You know, whereas King on the kind of right-hand side seemed to make a lot of, kind of more roading runs. I don't recall that many from Walker. Am I, am I being unfair? I, I think know. Walker was very well marked. But yeah. So he didn't get to be as positive in the game as he usually is. Mm. So there was space for uh, for Eckersley to exploit. Yeah. yeah. Well, my favourite detail from the the goal highlights is that Eckersley is so far up the pitch, like the camera can't actually pan him <laughs> to get him in yeah. when the cross happens. It's it, I, we've seen it so often. That we've we've discussed this many times on this podcast. I'm a huge Eckersley fan. I think he's I think he's fucking great. But we've seen it so many times that he's almost been one of our main outlets yeah. this season. You know, Cowdenbeath away. Uh, Livingston away as well and then was it Alawa at home uh, the 2-0 win just before Christmas yeah. mm-hmm. um, again he was a main man in that sort of left hand side I think you know it, it's great that we have that kind of outlet because when he when he first played his, you know, his first couple of games when McCarty was out and stuff like that he was a bit hesitant to maybe get over the halfway line and really make a difference but when he does he's such a dangerous player because he's, he's got a good cross on him as well he does and he's got a decent uh, turn of pace too and I, I like to see him go past players more you know um, yeah. I, I think he's totally capable of it and his, his run yesterday for the goal I know kind of going on about it but it was it was just great to see I mean this is like the kind of final minutes of the game Yeah, you know what I mean he's, and he's still full of beans you know Yeah, so, he I didn't stop running all game no. he was quick and energetic from the first to the 90th um, it's really easy if you're in a tough game like that to stop running so hard and if he had stopped he probably wouldn't have made the run that he got the goal from um, very very committed professional um, yeah. display from him as we say an unorthodox finish from Zayfog but I think you know like possibly he would have still beaten the keeper without mm. the uh, the deflection. No, I, th- I think at PSV he learned to deflect the ball onto the opposition's deck. That's that's just the kind of class that you get. From hours it and hours on the training grounds with like the, yeah. the, the groin areas of those uh, plastic <laughs> training dummies like circles. You see it in the Eredivisie highlights every week. <laughs> I think they call it dick shot. <laughs> oh, the comment is you fuck, you fuck, dick shot, goal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, you know I've I've got a lot of time for Zayfog as well. Um, I, I like that he doesn't care that he's kind of fat as well. He's <laughs> to be mentioned in so many interviews now. He's like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, Robin mentioned, yes. mentioned that he he does he can't jump as high as you know you would want a target man to do, and that's why he doesn't really work in that role. Um, but after he scored, he <laughs> runs off past the fans and jumps and punches the air, and he gets maybe half an inch off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, no, that was the goal. I think. Relief, is that the word? I don't know. Yeah. There was a sort of inevitability, but the, further, the longer the game went on, there was kind of, we're not going to fucking win this. You know, we're going to just get a draw here. I said at one point, all <laughs> we're going to do is stand here on this terrace and call our keeper a cunt and draw 1-1. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm like, I, I like the, the, the idea that we're now like, at the point as Hearts fans were just like, are we, we're not going to win this. <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, I mean, there's, a, that, that, there's that kind of expectation now, I guess. But like, but even so, the the pattern of the game, and certainly, as I say, the second half certainly reflected. We should we should have had a couple by now. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of yelling for a substitution, justified. I think. Uh, I wanted yeah. to off for so. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people did. Sixty-five minutes. I felt that we needed his his running, and the really exciting thing was shortly after Zifo's goal, so did come on. So he is he appears to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, 
again though, I mean like your concerns about Patterson on that surface, I would think you can like yeah. double and yes. triple them for, for Osman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wanted uh, well, another striker on basically because as we said, I mean, as I alluded to the tactic before, kind of long balls and, and things like that, which there seemed to be a lot of yesterday, wasn't really working. And I think just another option would have been a good idea earlier on in the game. But having said that, ended up in the back of the net, ended up 2-1. So what the fuck do I know? So <laughs> it's, it, Nothing, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Kindly leave. <laughs> See you later, guys. It's been long. Yeah. Um, sort of bring it back to that, you know, the feeling you got in Thursday, it's like, oh, fuck, we might draw this. Mm. I just think it's great, you know, not many times in my Hearts supporting life have I watched a team where I've always been confident that we can get back into a game, mm -hmm. that we can get the winner with, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of minutes left on the clock. It's just this team never seems to give up, which is an amazing trait. You know, it's, it's a trait of winners that they can, you know, keep grinding out, keep working until the 90th minute, which, mm -hmm. you know, showed it against Hibs, obviously the Oz Turk alone and all that kind of stuff. It, mm. it is it's great to see that that's the kind of mentality that's been instilled by, you know, um, Nielsen, Crawford and, and yeah. Ross, etc. And, and also, you know, young players gaining confidence as well. I mean, to you know, compare a lot of these players with how they were last season, it's night and day. Yeah. You know, um, but there was a lot of pressure and they were getting a lot of abuse and, and things like that. And I can see how that can make heads drop, especially when results aren't going your way. But this is a completely different side now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it has helped with signings like Pyardo, like Eckersley, guys who have got the experience, the know-how, who can come in and help the players when they've got that. Maybe we didn't, well, we definitely didn't have that last season, you know, we had Jamie Hamill. I'm just, I'm not even going to react to that. I'm just going to say that brings us nicely to the end of the game, Angus. Yeah. I want you to react. <laughs> Something about Jamie Hamill? <laughs> I want Nicole to react as well. Um, no, right at the end of the game, they got a corner, and you know. Like, Fuck it, Jimmy! Not like Jimmy. I'll give Nicole a moment. Okay. Do you want a hug? End of the yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, what a result! Thank you, Jamie Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> um. Queen's put us under a little bit of pressure right towards the end because you know it was the eighty third minute I think we scored eight fifth and then Osman Sol came on like a minute and a half later um, and then just for that time they were just pressing us really deep and they won a corner it was one of the last I think it was the last bit of action in the game quite possibly yeah and our good friend Xander Clark went up for it <laughs> oh um, hell yeah yeah which, we uh, like, you know we were we applauded him all this way out of the pitch yeah, go on Clarky on you go and we were like if he scores this man we were can't got a fucking shit. head on it he did man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wide <laughs> just wide and we were like fucking hell if that had gone in it'd be right up to us so like yep yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so. yeah. like Adeboy or scoring against Arsenal I know <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, yeah. Just like yeah, it. Just yeah. like that, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you know, he, t well, he, he missed, they lost, and we took I came back and applauded us, because... Yeah. Well, good luck for the future, Clarky. Yeah. Just uh, not against yeah. Arsenal. Well, I hope you didn't take it too personally. I'm sure your mother does like you. <laughs> your dad fucking dance. hates you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for both attending that game and coming back to tell us all about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Man of the match time. Um, I, I can tell you that like approximately 40% of Laurie Dunsire's commentary on Hearts TV was him going, Miguel Payardo. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, rightly uh, so, rightly so. Um, yeah, Payardo is definitely a contender. And obviously Billy King, again, contributed strongly. Um, but who are we going to be singing about this week? Alan Eckersley. 
Oh, remarkably. Um, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if a lot of people agree or something like that, but it's just the work rate. The work rate, and as we just alluded to before, I think he's the, exactly the kind of player you want. And in that kind of situation, when you are one-all and you're just looking for grit and determination, he's got it, man. So, yeah. As good as Pallardo was, as good as Billy King was, it was Eckers' work rate that got us the second goal, that got us the win. Um, he was he was fantastic. Okay, well, oh. just one more decision to make then. Do we sing about Adam Eckersley, or do we all try and do an Adam Eckersley impression, really annoy Robbie with our terrible monkey? <laughs> oh, let's do both. <laughs> I think I'm going to win this competition. <laughs> <laughs> Be great if you didn't though. <laughs> Oh, I just wanted to put ball in the corner. Who's <laughs> 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 next? Yeah, uh, just you know, I put ball into Zayfalk and he, uh, he he smashed it off the boy's dick and <laughs> went into the goal. No, that's yours. <laughs> went into the goal. Big bad goal. Angus, have you got any nasal sort of Mancunian drawl going? Oh, I was doing Manchester accents for Robbie on the bus yesterday, really upsetting him. But this is what I go. Oh, I'm from Manchester. Okay. I'm not going to get involved in this race of racism. Not at all. No, no. I need to do just do your impression on Chris Boyd. Shut up. <laughs> Chris Boyd, shut up. There we go. Stone yeah. roses. <laughs> We'll probably do some songs about Adam Eckersley, just, you know, I mean, that was some radio gold there, but we'll, we'll, we've got a tradition about songs now, so we'll, we might as well go ahead with it. Um, do either of our esteemed guests want to want to kick off? Well, actually, Angus, did you not have something you want to say about the, the oh, toilets? Oh, let's talk about Palmerston. Oh, Jesus, yes, yes. I just remember, obviously, the, the piss tardis that we discussed in the last time we went to Palmerston. It's like a fucking air raid shelter. It's horrifying. Um, I mean, I've visited a concentration camp, and <laughs> very reminiscent of that. But um, it made me feel a bit like it was a Queen of the Southfits. <laughs> oh, 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 good Lord, can we edit that out? And that's your pun for the day. <laughs> Um, sure. I don't say that about lovely Queen of the South. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I don't say that about lovely Auschwitz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a lovely ground. It's a fantastic ground. The, the terraces are amazing. Their stands are quite. Yeah. You know, they're is, not, not horrible Lego stands. Um, but their toilet facilities are just it remind, bad. It reminded me of Main Road, I have to say. It did, you know, proper yeah. old school, and but worse. Like, I mean, because you know, no lights. It's just like gutted. I mean, I went for. Uh, you know, um, a tinkle before the game actually started. I'm glad I did because it was like an inch away from tipping the balance. Like, and, <laughs> and then people coming coming back about 20 minutes into the game. Like, nah, man, it's but like a river in there. And kind of stuck my head and I was like, nope. And then soon I queued to go into a chemical toilet, which um, someone had done a delightful jobby all over. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Other than that, Queen of the South, you were delightful. Yeah, the freeze is nice and the ground is nice, it's just their toilets are, are not nice. Yeah. Well, now that we've hit rock bottom, let's keep digging. <laughs> uh, Robert, give us a song. Do you want me to start? I'll start. I'll fucking... I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, okay. At left back, we had McCarty. We needed so much more. Then we signed just what we needed. He's number 44, <laughs> came to me from Denmark, Adam Eckersley, you're my world. That's good, like, you know, Manchester reference as well. And some of that stone roses. <laughs> Is it? Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm just sitting here smiling politely. <laughs> well, that was, that was lovely. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, very good. Yeah, thanks. Angus, you're next. Okay, okay. Adam playing in the defence. Adam dressed in jam tarts maroon. Adam bombing down the left side. At Palmerston. <laughs> ah, Adam scored a couple of goals. Adam squared up to Chrissy Boyd. Adam fucking hates the hips. We'll be champions. Starting off. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop with it. Starting off at Man United. And then in Denmark he played. Now he's a hero at heart. I want you to stay at America's Lee. America's Lee. America's Lee. America's Lee. Very good, very good. <laughs> Stars go blue, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, 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 I'm going to see Ryan Adams on Tuesday night, and as <clears> everyone <throat> knows, Ryan Adams is a fucking god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that everyone. Was, nowhere near cool enough to have recognised that tune, but that was, uh, that's rivaling uh, Bowie for the best singer that we've had on. So far. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Bowie still wins, always. Uh, um, okay. Uh, mine isn't as long as that, so I'm, I'm It's absolutely fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's what you do with it that counts. <laughs> okay. Um, also, I have, to, I have to admit, I had a little help with this. Uh, Mr. Mr. Gareth Fitzgerald of Fantastic Edinburgh Band, the Alibis, gave me a inspi- inspiration for this one. So, um, let's see how this goes. <clears throat> Out on the left wing, he appeared With his red hair and ginger beard Whips are crossing long and low, but not to Osman so. Eckersley is feeding Z. Fuku lost his man. Eckersley is feeding Z. Fuku so, so that he can make it too. Eckersley plays for hearts, you see, and looks damn fine in maroon. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that's um, as an angry Anderson. Uh, suddenly, yeah, for the, the, the younger listeners might not get the reference, but uh, there you go. Well, uh, crucially, that's the first one I've recognised. So. <laughs> <laughs> Says a lot there. Yeah. yeah well, you know, kindly and Jess, That's what we all based our images of romantic love on. I certainly did. Certainly, that was the theme for your wedding. <laughs> Those words as well. <laughs> <laughs> the cross came in from. It all looks so easy. He strolls past with his ginger beard, and the jambo sing Eckersley. Yeah, Eckersley. There you go. Oh. <laughs> I, I just don't recognize. Is that what it is? Is yeah, that the way they say? Oh, right, okay. And actually, I mean, I have to say, this is that, that is always my favourite part of the podcast. <laughs> and to actually be in its presence, I feel like I've been touched by the hand of God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Outstanding. Well, no, no, please, thank please. you. Yeah, your vision of God is a quite weak one. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a diverse range of songs. <laughs> Uh, I'm tempted to give it to Angus just for the full circle. I think so too. Yeah, it's yeah. well deserved. Angus, well deserved. Well, I'm, I'm humbled. Yeah. 
Well, well thank you very much, gentlemen. Any other business from Dumfries? Anything else to, to touch upon? Anything it's not from Dumfries, but it's about Adam Eckersley. Oh, well, that's topical. He followed me on Twitter for about three days and stopped following me because my chat's that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it really hurt, it really hurt. And also, my cringiest thing I've ever done at a football match was after the Falkirk game when I called over to him, Adam, Adam! And he turned around and I didn't have anything, so I just went, we're still going to win the league, keep your head up, keep your head up, son. He's quite a bit older than me. <laughs> <laughs> and what an effect it had. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've, we've not lost a game since. Well, thank you for that, Angus. Yeah, well done, man. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find out, if you want to discover the chat that turned Adam Eckersley off, <laughs> how, how would they find you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter as at Angus Maroon. That worked? I understand that. Yeah. Wait, are you on Twitter, Robbie? I certainly am, yes. I'm at Rob McVicker. Yeah, yeah. Also makes sense. That's, yeah, yeah. that's indeed your name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I followed that your name template by being at Nicol Hay. Um, I'm at RF Borthwick because at Robert Borthwick does not fit into a Twitter handle. Oh, is that right? That's why. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Mm. Great. Now we know. Yep. Uh, cool. Um, you can also uh, catch us on uh, via email, which is wehavenocares at gmail.com. Uh, the Twitter is up and running as well. That's at wehavenocares. And Nicole, do you want to tell them where to find this episode and all the previous ones? I do. Yeah, do it then. So I'm going to. <laughs> yes. The easiest way to do it is go to our, our, our website, wehavenocares.tumblr.com, yeah. and that have every single episode with a YouTube link, with audio links, with iTunes, with Android. It's everything you could want. It's, it's everything you could want, Robbie. Oh, and more. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not, no. No. Um, join us next week for another podcast. Because we're playing another team. <laughs> and we're playing Kevin Beat. Kevin Home. Yay! We're going to go with that game. Yeah, I'll beat that one. We'll, yeah. have, we'll have our own things to think about. Yeah, we can say stuff in that. Huzzah. Yay. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Oh. Hey, baby. Amaruso, that's a run. It's a down.